Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Available in cups A through G in bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. They sent us bras and underwear, and the bra is like sexy and supportive and so comfortable i haven't had a black bra like that in a minute and i love it i was like this came just in time i've been needing one of these and the robe and slippers are heaven heaven it's literally like heaven wrapped around my body and your feet and my feet shop now at your nearest victoria's secret store and online at victoriasecret.com you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing that you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at pandora.net. Scrubbing in with Mark and Easton and iHeartRadio and Zero Time People's Choice Award winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. Scrub a dub dub. <laughs> it's the Mark and Easton show. Yay! <laughs> Yay! A lot of you on the Facebook group said, you guys have done this before? When? <laughs> Where can I hear it? Is it in another feed? Nope. Right here in the Scrubbing In feed, where we like to call home for the past six years. Stretch your thumbs to scroll back for that one, though. Do some stretching. It's the last show of 2020. We were on Zoom. from our, I was sitting on the floor in the closet. Wow. Yeah. I'm sitting in my office. I remember it well. <laughs> yeah. We're in studio today. Quality's better in terms of sound quality. Quality of the content, that remains to be seen. Uh, Merry Christmas, Easton. Uh, Merry Christmas, Mark. Easton, let's start this show by talking about Christmas. Let's do it. Tell me about Christmas for a young Easton Allen. I feel like a young Easton Allen was very similar to our current Easton Allen. Like very <laughs> excitable, really loved a lot of different stuff, yeah. cereal and restaurants and <laughs> superheroes and Disneyland, right? Yeah. I, uh, I liked Christmas as a young, as a young boy. Um, my, we, we had a, uh, we had a fireplace, but it was one of those like stoves. It wasn't like a traditional, like wood burning in a fireplace. So I remember being very concerned that Santa wouldn't be able to get through. Yeah. And then thank God, the, I believe it was the Santa Claus with Tim Allen came out and they showed how he can manipulate his body oh. to get through very small openings. And I was like, whew, yeah. pressure's off now. That's nice. Uh, but yeah, we I, I, something I really liked is I'd wake up on Christmas morning and my, well, spoiler alert, if you have kids listening, <laughs> my, my dad, Kim Allen uh, Sr. would um, throw ash on the ground and make like footprints that's good and stuff like that and he would go outside my window and like ring the the sleigh bells and i was like oh my god santa. So you'd be laying there in bed and you'd hear santa come i would wow it was great 
And the only thing that I was suspicious of was I was like, because I heard Santa made these toys in his workshop. Yeah. His elves made it. And I was like, is Mattel okay with them making G.I. Joe? <laughs> like the package is the same? There's got to be a legal problem here. Yeah, that is interesting you know? how but, that works. Because back in the day when the first Santa Claus you know, story was going around, that's what people got. They got train sets and, yeah. and stuff you could have made Rocking in a workshop. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's, now it's an Xbox <laughs> yeah, that Santa a, made in his workshop. Fortnite bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually, since we've already blown it with the kids out there, yeah. I, I believed longer than almost any of my friends. And the reason was, one Christmas Eve, I don't know, I was seven or eight, uh, some friends of my parents came by the house who had just been at a Christmas party and they stopped by our house and they were fully dressed as Santa and Mrs. Claus. And my parents took a picture with a Polaroid of the four of them together. And to me, that was ironclad proof. <laughs> it was like getting a shot of Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. Like, this is it. You, you guys, go ahead. Don't believe. But I know it's real because I have a photo. Wow. Sad little Marky. So your calls to the National Enquirer with proof went unanswered? <laughs> yeah. You're not yeah. going to believe the scoop I got for you guys. Yeah, both my kids found out the hard way by friends at school. Blowing oh, it for man. them, yeah. That's a bummer. It was too bad, yeah. They were sad. How about you? Did you... Were you really into Christmas yeah. as a young boy? Yeah. Yeah. Which some people seem, might be surprised by because I'm not religious and we were not a religious family. Yeah. But we were way into Christmas. It's fun. Because that, that can happen. Yeah, there is a secular way of doing Christmas, and we did the heck out of it. We really did with the songs and the, and the tree and the stocking and the shows, and we really got into it. Do you have Christmas movies you would watch every year? Yeah, I watch It's a Wonderful Life every year. Wow, for a long, long time. I showed it to my eldest daughter last year for the first time. Um, yeah, we'd watch those, and our tradition was we'd go see a movie on Christmas Eve, like in theaters. Fun. And then we'd come home and have ribs. Mom would make ribs. She made steak when we were younger, but I never, I, I've never been that into steak, so she made it ribs. And then we'd go drive around look at Christmas tree lights, or house, you know, houses, yeah. neighborhoods. And then uh, Christmas morning, we'd get up early, and, uh, and I'd have a, an apple Pop-Tart. And then we'd always start at the exact same time. I think it was like 8.42 or something. We'd always start opening presents at the exact same time every year. I was a very big stickler for tradition, but I do not recommend that because I have no memories of Christmas now because every um, year was exactly the same. I couldn't tell you the difference between when I was six or when I was 12. It, they're all exactly <laughs> the same. So if you have kids of your own, change it up a little bit every year so they have something to remember. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we, we did the same. We, we stuck tradition until, yeah. yeah until, I mean, some traditions are great. They're, they're it's good, good yeah. have traditions. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's good to switch switch things up. So right now, uh, if people are listening to this in real time, it's Christmas morning. Wow, that's right. Uh, what 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 is happening at the Easton household? Well, I just finished posting scrubbing in that I probably should have scheduled <laughs> in advance, but I didn't. So uh, my wife is waiting for me. No, no uh, um, what what are we doing Christmas morning? We always spend Thanksgiving with my family in Northern California, and then Christmas we love doing just Allison and I. That was something that was very important early in our marriage. We're like, let's 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 start our new traditions now, you know, uh, just her and I. So we usually we wake up and exchange gifts, and we usually um, we we like to watch a lot of movies on Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we usually watch uh, Krampus starring Adam Scott. It's wow. a horror movie. Um, uh, and uh, we're probably gonna watch the new Jana Kramer uh, Christmas movie oh, on Lifetime, that's nice. a Cowboy yeah. Christmas Romance. Sure. 
light a fire um, and uh, eat a lot of junk food. And, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. What about, what about you guys? Well, we'll be at my mother-in-law's house and uh, the TV will be on and uh, I'll be on. We're always sitting in the exact same spot. You know, I get sucked into these traditions. Uh, yeah. I'm sitting on the couch, back to the window, wife next to me. Kids are on the floor, even though they're all teenagers now. Uh, <laughs> Grandma Sandy's in one recliner. Papa's in the other recliner. You know, we all get into our spots and, and, you, and we try to take a long, long time to open presents. You yeah. take a lot of breaks. You make it last all day if you can. Do you do the, like, do you, does each person open a yes. gift? You kinda, okay. Youngest to oldest. Oh, wow. Yes. See, we always just did a, like, when we go to my grandfather's house, it's just open season. Just oh, go no. for it. No, no, no. It's very, it's very regimented. Youngest right. to oldest until the adults start running out of them. But then it stays youngest to oldest. It's just within the kids. That's fun. Yeah, that's great. That makes it easier. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's really good. All right, so today uh, we have questions that you've asked us on the Facebook group. We're going to go through some of those, and then I have a game for Easton later that he doesn't know anything about. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did a lot of research on this game. I'm excited. Yeah, so that's coming up. So why don't we take a break, and we'll come back and start answering some questions. All right. Here we go. Becca, it's March, one of my favorite months. Do you know why? It's Women's History Month. Exactly. Ding, ding, ding. We celebrate women all year long, but love the extra spotlight this month. So join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Yes, throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Another way to support some modern women, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com purpose. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, like beauty, clothing, travel, dining, and even pets. If you're already shopping at your favorite stores like Sephora, Macy's, Adidas, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Plus, the membership is free, it's easy to sign up, and cash back rates change daily. You can maximize your savings by stacking cash back on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commissions with its members. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving, and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cash back. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. 
All right, here we go. Questions from the Facebook group. Thank you all for participating. Dana Snow, what a lovely name for Christmas Day. Dana Snow. Why haven't you guys started a, an advice podcast yet? I think there's a very simple reason. No one is interested in that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't... I get that question a lot. Why haven't you started a podcast yet? And I, I'm very flattered by those. Very nice. But my personal belief is we are two white men. <laughs> the world has enough of us uh-huh. <laughs> out there, especially it's, in podcasting. It's really true. And also, you know? I think you need to have a certain level of fame to have a podcast. Yeah. And if you don't, you're just one of the millions of podcasts out there. Yeah. So, it, you know, maybe it'll happen at some point, but uh, I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know I, what I, I could contribute. I don't see iHeartRadio getting behind such a thing. Yeah, that's a hard pitch, man. <laughs> oh. So, sorry, Dan, probably not anytime soon, but you're very sweet to ask that. Yes. Jennifer Fisk, what are both of your roles at iHeartRadio? Uh, more <laughs> than just your titles. Is it research, pre-show, editing, facilitating, helping the host if they get stuck? What's a day in the life look like for each of you? Uh, I'll go first. I get up early, in the dark, drive in. Sometimes a year I get a little bit of sunrise, but usually that's also in the dark. Uh, I'm the executive producer of On Air with Ryan Seacrest. That's the title. And the job entails getting everything ready that he could possibly need for the course of a show. I schedule out a show. This break, we're going to talk about this. This break, we're going to talk about this. Now, sometimes he sees that and he goes, I don't want to talk about that stuff. And I say, great. He said, I want to talk about this. I say, great. And he does what he wants. Some days he sticks to it. It's kind of, a lot of it has to do with what it's got, he's got going on. Sometimes he's very busy and he just kind of does what I, what I put in front of him. And sometimes he comes in with a million ideas and does that. And they're both great. Um, it's, I, I, honestly, it's probably better when he comes in with his own ideas because then he's really fired up to talk about them. But then the other part of the job is to make sure he has everything he needs for these breaks. Does he need pictures? Does he need callers? Does he need um, you know, the questions for the game we're going to play? Does he need um, uh, a background? Does he need the pronunciation of a name? Like Stuff like that. Just make sure he has everything possible that he could need for that break. And so that's the main job is doing that with him. And I've been doing that for uh, almost 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Easton? Uh, well, I mean, the the, uh, the email, the business card says executive producer of American Top 40 with Ryan Seacrest, which is the show that airs on the weekends that Ryan does. It airs across the country and across the world. And my typical day is I uh, wake up and uh, we record that show a couple times throughout the week. There's uh, several different versions of the countdown. Um, so depending on when Ryan has time for it. Uh, I will uh, I will hop on Zoom usually and record with him. That's not live every Saturday and Sunday morning. You know, I hate to break it to you. This is something that I really, it breaks my heart to do. I spoiled Santa earlier in the show, and now <laughs> I'm going to spoil this. A lot of people think that Ryan comes to their town on Sunday morning and broadcasts the countdown from there. And I'm sorry to say that is not accurate. He pre-records it a little bit in advance, just a bit. Uh, but, uh, I record that with him and, uh, you know, similar to, uh, to what Mark has to do. I, I, I have a, a, a script for him that has all this information about all the artists on the chart, uh, interesting stuff to talk about and, uh, the guests we're going to have on the show and anything else he could possibly need. And we record that together. It's just him and I, we're having a lot of fun. We're best friends, Ryan Seacrest <laughs> course, and I, and, uh, you know, it's just like two friends hanging out. Ryan except- really, you're downplaying. Ryan really likes you. Oh, you're sweet. I to do. Say. I truly I like believe him. that. He's he's cool. I have a Funko Pop of him on my shelf yes, at home do. right yes, now. Yes, you do. But yeah, he, no, he gets a big kick out of you. Easton, what was the number one song of 2023 on the American Top 40? The number uh, well, I mean, do you want to know the pop chart or the hot? The the, pop the, chart. That's all that matters. Come on. Oh my goodness. The uh, the contemporary hit radio chart. That is CHR. The number one song was The Weekend. 
die for you. Yeah, it was. This is your number one song of 2023. And if you listen this past week, if you listen yesterday, you'd know that already. Yeah, well, there you go. It's out there. We're not, you know, yeah, no spoilers. No, spoil. no, just what I thought you might be curious. I yeah. like that. Uh, Jennifer also asks, if we weren't doing our current job, what would you want to be doing with your life? I always say baseball. I want to yeah. be, and I've always wanted to be. And I still want to be a play-by-play baseball announcer. Oh, man. Not the guy at the stadium that goes, now batting, center fielder. Not that guy. I want to be, when you turn on the radio, here we go. Ball one, strike two. Here's the pitch to Yelich. It's a swing and a ground ball to short. That that guy. I want to be that guy. And I've always wanted to be that guy. And maybe someday I'll get it to that chance. But that would be the alternate route. And I did pursue that route in, at one point when I was about 22. And it, that didn't work out. And I got a morning radio job instead, and that's been the path I've been on ever since. But that, that was the fork in the road. So, And someday, hopefully, I'll go back to that. I would love to see that. Oh, man, I'd love, I'd love to love hear it. that. Yeah. I mean, man, I don't know, because I, uh, I always wanted to do radio, and I'm doing it. And uh, I, don't, I guess I'd like to be on the air somewhere, <laughs> but I don't really even... I don't know if I want that. Anymore. I really love what I'm doing you right know, now. I have found that as I get older, my desire to be on the air is less and less. Yeah. And of course, here we are doing a <laughs> yeah. frivolous hey. podcast. <laughs> Listen to us. Uh, I don't know if I want to do it every day, but um, uh, you know something? I am so fascinated by advertising and logos and yeah. jingles and slogans. That is something that like sincerely brings me a lot of non-ironic, like real pleasure. So I've always, I have always fantasized about another life where I like went into advertising or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? You'd be good at that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're both radio nerds. What can we say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, here we are. Uh, let's see. This is a fun one. Kayla Boo Campbell. Cute name. <laughs> little Boo thing. Startled me right in the middle there. <laughs> Uh, Mark, why do you live a little? Have a soda or a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, no. Although I did have a soda in 2023. Wow. I did. In August in Wisconsin, I had a root beer float. Oh my goodness. It was delicious. And that was my soda for the year. And I don't usually do one a year. I usually do zero a year. Was it like uh, Roger Rabbit having <laughs> alcohol where like your head turned into a giant whistle? <laughs> you know, it's funny. The fizziness, yeah. since I drink nothing but water. The fizziness, like, oh my goodness, it's like stronger than I remember it being. <laughs> Clutch your pearls. Oh my god, the carbonation. And I don't even know what coffee tastes like, so that's that's not happening. Wow. Kayla also says, Easton, hypothetically, mm. the Cheesecake Factory is closing down. You're there the last night it's open. What are you ordering? This is the thing I've talked to my therapist about. Uh, when I go somewhere or eat something that I really like, I do have a fear. I'm like, this could be the last time I have this. And that paralyzes me when I think about what I'm ordering and everything. Why do you think that? Why would it's, it be the last time? I don't know. Because uh, like, life is short. And... Li- oh, I mean, not like I'm going <laughs> to perish before, but they might close. This, this place might close tomorrow. They might take this off the menu. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like every time we go visit my hometown, it, it drives my wife nuts, but I have to eat like there's like 10 things I have to eat. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know when this will be my last time having Taco Vallarta burritos. Uh, so I have thought about this. If, if the Cheesecake Factory was going under... And closing, and it was my last meal there. I would get uh, an appetizer of buffalo blast. I would for the for the starter, and then my main would be the Cajun jambalaya pasta. That's my favorite thing there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then my dessert would be the s'mores cheesecake. Wow, yeah, that's a good good answer. Good question, Kayla. Thank you, Kate Ortiz. Mark, advice for handling two girls. Oof. Expecting my second in May. Well, congratulations. That's exciting. Good for yeah. you. What's wonderful? The other night, uh, my wife hosted a holiday bunko. She's in a Bunko group. Do you know what Bunko is? I, I don't know Bunko. It's a dice game. That, is this like uh, a Wisconsin thing? <laughs> I don't think it's a Wisconsin thing. Uh, it's a lot of moms. Oh, I see it. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a dice game. I don't really know the rules of it, but you roll dice and you win money and it's kind of fun. Yeah. 
and uh, the moms were coming over, and I have to, I have to get, I have to clear out when the moms come over. So I go hide upstairs because this is a mom thing. This is, this is just us. So I, the kids and I go upstairs, and but but I was still downstairs getting things ready when some moms arrived, and they gave some gifts because they do a, a white elephant thing. And Amy said, "Put him under the small Christmas tree because we have a big one for, in the living room, and then the kids have one in the other room. Put him under the small Christmas." So they did, and I said, "Oh, cute." <laughs> And one of the moms said, you are a girl dad. My husband has never said those words like that in his life. And I know that she meant it as a compliment, but I took it as a compliment. Uh, my only advice is I, I hope you've got a husband that is just cool with it all. And it's not one of these guys that wants to keep going for boys and really wishes he had boys. You need a husband who is very willing to play Barbies with them, to watch princess movies with them, to play Pretty Pretty Princess with them, which was one of our favorite board games when I was little. I love that game. And we have pictures somewhere of me in the full... All the jewelry and the tiara, because I won the game. Anyway, if he if he's willing to do all that stuff, it's going to be just fine. Because having daddy's girls is the greatest, and that's where I am now. Uh, Sarah Hayes, what were some of your bests this year, Easton? You start movies, books, TV shows, trips, food, but no Easty Award spoilers. She says. Yeah, you know, for those of you just tuning in, I do a thing uh, every year called the Easty Awards where I recognize my um, favorite things throughout the year. Uh, and this would be, if I told you, like, my favorite movie right now, that would be spoiling the ceremony, which is going on uh, January 8th, I believe. There will be an. Oh, I, it's not, I thought it was always New Year's Eve. You know, it was New Year's Eve, and then I found, oh, sorry, January 7th. Um, it, it's, uh, it was New Year's Eve, but that was... Uh, it was hard to, people got annoyed by that. Okay. <laughs> they okay. got annoyed. Uh, so I'm doing it on Sunday, the first Sunday in January now, like other award shows. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, EC Award shirts are available now, That's actually, nice. on uh, my Instagram. But um, I'll tell you my favorite. I'm not much of a reader um, because I can't read. But uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I can. But I, I, I don't read as much as I would like. But I did read a book called um, by uh, Kevin Rafferty, who is a, an Imagineer at uh, Disney. And... Uh, the name of the book escapes me, but I did love it. And I'm looking up the book now. I think it's called My Fantastical Walt Disney Imagine Magic Journey. Magic Journey is the name of the book. It's by Kevin Rafferty. If you love Disneyland and rides and weird stories, it's a great book. That was my favorite book this year. Um, but uh, in terms of the rest of it, you're going to have to tune into the Easty Awards, baby. Oh, wow. Instagram Live. So sad. I know. I would get more of that from you. Well, so nothing else? No TV shows? That's the category? <sighs> you know, you know, actually, I don't do TV shows on the ECs. Okay, I can talk about well, let's that. Let's go. I don't watch TV a lot. And that's why I don't do it. Uh, but this year, I really, I loved, um, this might be recency bias, but I'm loving The Curse. That's still going on as we record this. That is, uh, and I think it'll go into January. That's um, Emma Stone. Oh, I love Emma Stone. And uh, Nathan Fielder, who is a weirdo on TV. Uh, and, uh, it's, Oh, it's on Showtime. It's on Showtime. I don't it's, have that one. It's so good. It's about this, uh, couple that are, um, they're trying to do an HGTV, like, uh, you know, fixer upper, like yeah. they're trying to make this town in New Mexico become the new thing. And, uh, they suck. They're terrible people and they make a lot of terrible decisions and it's really fun to, I love the, those kind of stories of people making really bad decisions. Well, I just canceled Apple TV plus. Maybe I can get the show. Showtime. Get Showtime trial Maybe. and check out the curse. Okay. Uh, I love that. Um, and you know, I, I, this, this won't make the ECs cause it was so recent, but I'm, I, I think, um, I, I just saw Poor Things. I just saw Poor Things. Oh, I that's great. That, that's Emma Stone, that's too, That's also right? Emma Stone, and that is great, and that's uh, that's made by uh, Yorgos, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, the director. He did a movie called The Lobster. He's a weirdo, oh, too. Oh, yeah, I saw The Lobster. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. This, this is weird as well, uh, and it's great. 
Uh, so yeah, that's what I recommend to you. Uh, fan, uh, Magical Journey, uh, The Curse, and Poor Things. Uh, TV show, I really, I mean, to me, it's Succession. To me, there is it, Succession oh. is up there with The Sopranos and uh, and Breaking Bad is just one of the greatest shows of all time. That was it's this just, year? I, maybe it wasn't. Was it? I, I, think, think it I feel was. like I watched it this year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just loved it. I feel like it's acting, directing, producing. Everything is at the highest possible level. Uh, set design, sound editing, like everybody's the greatest in the at the game, and they're all together doing the show. And it, I just think, don't think it gets any better than that because I would go back and watch scenes over again to see what these actors are doing, a little twitch with their eyebrow or a little thing with their lip, and it's just like, wow, it's just incredible watching these people act. It's really, I love that show. Um, movies, I mean, I love the Barbie movie. Oh, yeah. I loved it so much. It was so everything I hoped it would be and more. Uh, it got me good, you know? Just kind yeah. of, a movie just kind of hits you. And the whole theme of how, how heartbreaking it is for parents when their kids stop playing with their Barbies and... and, I, and I've told that story before, but then my kids did a series finale with their Barbies when they were getting too old to play oh, with Barbies man. anymore. And they were going to donate them all because they had 80 of them. <laughs> and so the two of them who are now too old, they went and they played Barbies one last time and had each Barbie stand up and explain what they're going to be doing with their lives. You know, I'm going to college here. I'm going to go work here. Like it was, it was a series finale. Wow. And I was in the next room listening and just, you know, blubbering. Uh, but I also loved, uh, just to nerd out for a second, I loved the, the Spider-Verse movie. Oh, yeah. I don't remember if it's into or across, across. or a, a alongside or next. Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. That was great. And reading, I'm reading right now uh, the sequel to They Both Die at the End. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, I, the, the new, it's, it's, not, it's not current or anything, but it's, uh, it's a sequel to it, and it's called, uh, it's called The First to Die at the End. So, I don't know. It's good so far. Uh, one more thing about the Barbie movie, because it is so good, and I just want to... Um, they re-released it in IMAX, and I went to go see it again. Yeah. It was just as good the second time. I loved it. it uh, Allison and I were like, eh, we, maybe we can bail like halfway through. Yeah. You know? and no, we stayed the whole time. And I posted on Instagram that I was going to go see it, and someone said, what's different about it? And I said, well... It's really big. <laughs> and it sure was, baby. It yeah. was huge. I loved it. Wonderful movie. That speech about what it's like to be a woman today. Yes. That was powerful. Jenna Beck wants to know our favorite scrumming in memory. For me, it's the live show at the Roxy. Oh, that was just so great. standing on that stage and having a couple hundred people just screaming and cheering. I hope everybody gets to experience that in their life at some point, because that was amazing. That was something I never, when we started doing this podcast, yeah. I truly never thought, like, never. I thought it would go on for a while, but I'm like, I can't believe that moment would happen. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. That was so special. Um, Madison Young, what would be your perfect day? What are you doing? What are you eating? Mm -hmm. Who are you with, Eastie? You know, uh, I had imagined my perfect day and I got to do it for my birthday in 2022. Wow. I think about it all the time. It was my perfect day. I woke up, I had a Lucky Boy breakfast burrito from Pasadena. <laughs> it is, if you're in the Pasadena area, you got to go to Lucky Boy and get this breakfast burrito. It's so good. I had that. And then um, my sister and her husband came, met up with Allison and I, and we drove out to Malibu. We had oysters. And then we went to Paradise Cove, which is the beach where they shot the album cover for Surf and Safari by the Beach Boys. <laughs> and I stared at the water and I felt the air and I looked at the cliffs and I just... Hung out with people closest to me. It was the perfect day. That's very sweet. Uh, it's hard for me because it would involve my wife and daughters, but I'd also want to be watching a Brewers game, and they don't like to watch Brewers games, and so I would feel bad about making them do that. So I wouldn't do that, but I'll tell you my happy place. My happy place is at my mother-in-law's house. They have a huge backyard, like 
that don't exist in Southern California. Yeah. It's like a good big Wisconsin backyard. And we get out uh, the t-ball equipment. We all, Not t-ball, wiffle ball. We all play wiffle ball in the backyard. So it's me and it's the kids and it's all of either the kids' uh, f- friends or usually their cousins. And usually my brother-in-law is out there and maybe some other people that we know are there. And it's, that's just, I could do that. All. Even if it's just me and my daughters, that is my happy place. Wiffle ball in that backyard on a lovely summer night. The sun's going down. The, usually we can still smell what was on the grill a few minutes ago. Oh, man. Usually the ball game's on the speakers, on the radio. That's it, man. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> man, I love it. Uh, a, a number of people asked me about my daughter's anxiety. Heather mm. Durant here. Can you talk about your daughter's anxiety, what you've done that's helped? My four-year-old has anxiety at bedtime, and I find myself getting impatient with her. Okay, so I have, I have the solution. I'd like to say I have the solution, but obviously every child is different. But my daughter could never express to us what the problem was, and then she got to an age where she could express to us what the problem was and had been, and what she needed from us in those times, and that we weren't necessarily giving to her. Here's what she needs. So, Heather, this is the, the, I think this would help. She needs you to be there, she needs you to love her, and she needs you to empathize with what she's going through. And we were good at that to a point, and I think that is the key. Because when your kid comes in, the, in your room at bedtime, once, twice, three times, you can handle that. It's going to be fine. I'm not going to get upset. By the eighth, ninth, tenth time, it's very difficult to not, even if you're saying the right things, they can tell if you're annoyed with them. And so if your kid knows that there is a breaking point for mom and dad, it almost becomes inevitable that they're going to get to that breaking point because their anxiety is going to force them to do that because they're going to go back to bed and they're going to feel like, is this the moment that they're mad at me? And then their Mm -hmm. anxiety is going to get worse and worse until they come in and maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Even if you aren't, they go back to bed and they still know it's coming. I have found that when uh, I said to her later on, after I had the revelations of all the stupid mistakes I made as a dad in handling this situation, that, uh, if she knows that you're never going to get upset, that is enough. I remember one night, uh, my wife and other daughter were uh, at some dance convention, so it was just me and my oldest, and I knew that her anxiety level was high when I was saying goodnight to her. And so I said, I'm right down the hall, and you can come all night long. I don't care. I'm there, and it's going to be fine. And she never even came once, because I think just knowing that it's going to be fine makes the anxiety go away. So if they know that you are a safe space that they can go to, (laughs) if they know that you're a safe space uh, indefinitely, then they're not going to push the limits of that. So Heather, my advice to you is to try, and I know that's hard, man. I know when it's three in the morning and she's still coming in. It's so hard. But if you can just figure out a way to always be okay with it, it's going to get better and it's going to get better fast, I think. And every kid's different, so who knows? But, and Daniel Hammond, that's the best parenting advice I wish I had known back then. And, and, and it's, it's easier said than done because you're going to get annoyed. It's just mm-hmm. natural, especially when you don't understand it. And I never understood it. Why are you so anxious? Nothing bad's ever happened to you in your whole life. What's the problem? But when you go to that place, then it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. You just got to find it in yourself to be okay with it forever. And then it's going to, it's going to get better. So anyway, that's such good advice for not, even if your child doesn't struggle with anxiety or even your, your partner, I think if you, you 
need to be that place. They need to feel like you are a safe place, I think. Yeah. And uh, that is so important. And always. Yes. Always. It's that time of year. Wedding season. With spring right around the corner, is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Check off your to-do list at Macy's. With so many weddings coming up, make sure you have everything you need from the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches. Macy's has you covered so that you can pull together a look for any dress code. Speaking of weddings, Tanya, how is wedding planning coming along for you? We're still trying to figure out a date and location, but I realized just how many things there are on the to-do list when it comes to planning a wedding. Plus, you have all the pre-wedding celebrations you need to prepare for too, right? Exactly. Like an engagement party, bridal shower, bachelorette party. So many events. But you know who can help you when it comes to your big day? Macy's. That's right. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be, to Collie Power. Collie Power is the brand that powers the foods you crave with the ingredients you deserve, so you can crave on. If you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Collie Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Collie Power's chicken tenders are made with real, all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower, so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big, warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Collie Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Collie Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies, gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Collie Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Collie Power. Crave on. There we go. Moving on to other topics. Uh, Lindsay Sparkman, how many podcasts do you guys work on? I think I saw you on Paris and Love. That's uh, right, you did, Eastie. That's right, I made it. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm the star of Paris and Love season two, <laughs> uh, episode five specifically. I do have a line. I say I could fix that. Uh, to Paris. That's great. Yeah. That's One of those cool. t-shirts available on your Instagram. <laughs> you I know, can fix that. People have asked for them. <laughs> They've asked for them. <laughs> 
Uh, how many podcasts do we do, Mark? I don't like to you count. Know, actually, I think I have a way of knowing this. Let me just bring this up right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm up to 13. Uh, let me, Easty. Well, let's see. Let me let me look here. And what does that entail? She says. Well, it entails. Uh, oh, I guess somebody else said that. But it's basically for most of them. It's different for each of them. For most of them, they just do it. They send me the audio. <laughs> I edit it together and make it sound like a show. I put on the production at the beginning and I put in the commercial breaks and I do all that stuff. And maybe I shorten it. I bleep the s words. If you can't say that on that show, some you can, some you can't. So it's different for each one. But it's it's mostly behind the scenes post production on these podcasts. Yeah, I I, I do. Uh, I, again, I do not want to count. I think it's probably around the same though, thirteen or something like that. Um, and I sit on usually Zoom. Uh, except for the case of Paris Hilton, I do go to her home, which is uh, called Slivington Manor. Thank you. And uh, you know, you know what's funny about that is um, when I was sixteen or seventeen, my friends and I came to LA for the first time, like without our parents, and it was a big deal. And we bought the map of the stars' homes, and we went to Paris Hilton's house. That's incredible. <laughs> and you know, it's different than where she lives now, but like. Oh. Um, we went to the house that like they broke into in the bling ring. You know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, we, we obviously didn't go up to the door. We drove by like, Oh my God, that's Perry Sultan's house. And like, and it's just funny that now I'm, I, I am there. You can frequently. practically come and go as you please. Yeah. I, I, I that's pretty neat. Yeah. I've, I've been there more than my parents' house over the last uh, <laughs> couple of years. Um, but so what, yeah, I sit there and uh, I make sure all their microphones work. I make sure their computers work. Um, if they have any other technical needs, I, I answer those, um, and uh, then I sit there and I write down uh, the notes. I take notes with the timer, so that Mark knows. Oh, they stopped. Uh, they went. This is off air, or they said a bad word, or uh, you know, <laughs> they're coughing or something like that. Try to make the show more enjoyable for people to listen to, and it's a lot of fun. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Great. Yep. And what's my favorite podcast? Yeah, ask? Alex wants to know the top three favorites. Uh, Alex Viharo, I airs. People ask us this all the time. What's your favorite podcast? Number one has to be... Rubbing in. Well, I was going to say Lady Bosses oh, in Bang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> May it rest in peace. <laughs> I think you can still download it somewhere. But yeah, uh, sure. Lady Bosses in Bang is my favorite show. Uh, I love Scrubbing In. I love... Um, I mean, the other ones are hard because I love Help I Suck at Dating, but it's a little bit more work for me. So then I love it less. I love Drama Queens, but that one's a lot of work for me. So yeah. I love it less. Uh, so I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Almost Famous was our first and original. So I would say that one definitely because also they turn out episodes like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, it's yeah, it's nice. Let me tell you. Uh I, I just want to say again how much I love Pod Meets World. Pod Meets World is a show mm. I would listen to if I was not being paid to. It is so funny and so interesting. And, you know, even if you're not a Boy Meets World fan, I think it's a really great show. Uh, Margaret Watford McClintock. That's a cool name. Great name. How has a failure or apparent failure set up for later, set you up for later success? Do you have a favorite failure? That's a very <laughs> high end question right there. Um, I used to have a funny story. That's why I picked this one. All right. I was at a station called WMMM, Triple M. We called it 1055 Triple M, Madison's something. And um, uh, I got fired a lot back in the day. But this is like the only one that was my doing. Like I got fired from WMAD because they went bankrupt. I got fired from WJGL because they fired everybody. And I got fired from other places for similar radio, just kind of normal radio related reasons. But this one was my fault. I was the overnight guy at 2 to 6 a.m. And the other overnight guy, his name was Gabe. Uh, we would sometimes go exploring at night in the middle of the night. As you do? Yeah, as you do. Although back then, I'm not sure how we did much because you can automate now. Back then, you actually had to literally hit play on every song. So I'm not <laughs> sure how we did that, but we would. 
Uh, and uh, <laughs> put on American Pie and then uh, yeah. go explore. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things we did was we would uh, back then. This was I don't know if it was pre-direct deposit or it didn't or they just didn't use direct deposit, but everyone's paychecks were slid into their mail slots, and so Gabe and I would hold those pay slots up to the paychecks <laughs> up to the light to see what kind of coin people were bringing in because we knew we were getting hosed. We were the overnight guys. And so anyway, somebody overheard us uh, exchanging notes like, oh, this person makes, oh, did you see this person? Oh, they make this much. No, it's, I was an idiot. Like, I'll tell you that right now. I was an idiot for many reasons back then. And that's one of them. And so anyway, so that person told the bosses who told the bosses and and I got fired for that. Gabe didn't because he'd already found another gig. So he'd already put in his two weeks notice, but I got, I got fired for that. So I would say that's a failure and a learning experience and a growth moment. Uh, not something I'm proud of, uh, but, you know, it happened and it is what it is. Do you have a failure, Easton? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do. Um, I was, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after, like, high school, so I started taking criminal justice classes. I thought I'd be a cop like my dad. Wow. And then I was like, oh, my God, you got to, like, fight. I not see you as a cop. Yeah, I know. But that's what he said, too, my dad. <laughs> that's nice. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I I just kind of did it. And then I um, I got an internship at the radio station in my town, and I started doing that, and I loved it. And I was such a bad student. Um, my plan was to transfer to San Jose State or somewhere like that and do film, television, radio. That was a major there. Uh, and I could not for the life of me pass intermediate algebra at my community college. I flunked it so many times. Wow. I flunked it the most amount. I could not retake it there. Mm. So if, and that was a credit you needed to transfer. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to transfer, I was going to have to go to another community college. And that felt filled me with so much shame. And I was like, okay, I either have to do that or I have to move to Los Angeles and try to just do radio down there. Cause that's what I wanted to do ultimately. And that was my, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to try. And here you are. And here I am. You know, that was, uh, that was 13 years ago on the fifth floor of the iHeartRadio radio building overlooking Burbank, California, <laughs> beautiful downtown Burbank. I'm here. And, uh, it, it worked out for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, of the four people on this podcast, Tanya and Becca included only Tanya rad has a college <laughs> degree. The rest of us dropped out. That's right. There's a lesson in there somewhere, kids. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Haley Heineman, what's your favorite thing about California? You know, I'll tell you, I love a lot about California. Obviously the weather, it's December, it's late December, and it is gorgeous outside. I hike a lot. And that's another thing. I live walking distance from hiking trails and a mountain. And I can do it 12 months out of the year. And that's beautiful. I love that. But I also love the diversity of California. I love that my kids are going to school with every race and every ethnicity and every... um, uh, gender variation, every sexual preference. I love that. I love that my kids are being raised, that it's perfectly normal to be whatever you want, whoever you want to be. I, I think that's fantastic. And that's, those are the two main things. I love California. I love everything about it. I love... You grew up here. I grew up here. I was born and raised in California. I, I love fake California. Like I love the California in like Beach Boy songs, <laughs> like the California that kind of never really existed. I love that. But I, I love uh, I love the geographical diversity. I love that you can there's that whole thing. You can go to skiing, surfing, and in the desert in the same day. You could do that. Um, I love uh, I love the diversity of it. I love how um, excited people are to be here, and I think that brings a lot of creative and interesting energy. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, the, you can't beat the weather, man. I just Best. it's so great. I've I've seen snow like twice in my life, and I. <laughs> 
<laughs> want to keep it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, um, I, and I, I love, the, there's gold here. I love there's gold in the hills. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I think that's such a cool metaphor for this place. Yeah, like, the Golden State. Yeah, I love California. Blair Maples, what's your least favorite part of your job? You know, people would think it would be the hours, but I've really gotten used to that. I don't. It doesn't really bother me yeah. uh, getting up early because I, I don't know any other life anymore. I've been in morning radio, geez, almost 20 years now, so I don't have any other frame of reference, really. I don't mind that at all. I guess it's meetings, and I don't mean mm. the meetings with the staff because I love those. We do those every day for the next day's show. I, I love that. I love doing the show. I love working with Ryan. I love, I love the show itself. Uh, it's it's meetings with like people who wear ties for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those kind of meetings, like the planning meetings, those all drive me crazy. That's yeah. my least favorite part. Yeah. Because look, Seacrest is a big deal in this company, and our show is a big deal in this company. So a lot of people have a very vested interest in our show. So we have to do a lot of those meetings, and they drive me nuts. God, what's my least favorite? Pre- uh, I I love I I really do love almost every aspect of this job. I, I, I guess uh, there are some times I have to record a podcast with someone whose uh, opinions I don't like. Ah, yeah, <laughs> and that's good. I have to sit there and listen to them and take notes on it. And then the worst part, uh, a lot of the podcasts you listen to, I also write the little description things. Um, <laughs> trying to make someone that I uh, absolutely despise sound uh, exciting and interesting is a challenge. And I don't like that. That's the part. I, but I do it because I'm good at my job. But that's the part I don't like. Uh, let's burn through a couple of these quickly. How'd you know your, your wives were the one? That was Megan and Shayla both asked that. That's an easy one. I remember, I, I remember the thought when the thought of living a life without her became laughable to me. The idea that five years from now we wouldn't even know each other, that was just ludicrous. And I thought that was funny. And that's when I knew it was time to propose because she's it. I had a similar thing. Yeah. I, I, I could not imagine life without her. And even the, even the worst parts of life are so much better with her. Elsie Lim, first impressions of Becca and Tanya and each other. Uh, Easton, I, Easton's incredibly likable, as you all know. And I see, he seemed like a, a fun, likable guy the first time I met him. And then I saw him at Disneyland and I thought it was him and I didn't say anything. But knowing him now, I should, it was obvious it was him because he's there all the time. Uh, but I still seemed like a fun, likable guy. Yeah, I I was intimidated by you because <laughs> uh, yeah, you're you're the guy here. Uh, I was so new and uh, you're so funny, and everyone everyone liked and respected Mark. And we just all, all want to impress you, Mark. That's what everybody here wants to do. Oh, I, nice. I was like, oh god, if I could, that was the engineer. Then I'm like, if I could just fix something for Mark, my life would be set. <laughs> And Becca, well, Tanya, I met, you know, 2010, 2011, and and she's just, Tanya is what she is. Like, she's just sunshine and just walks in a room with her eyes wide and smile huge and big teeth. And there's Tanya. And and it's just hard not to like Tanya. I I, I was told blonde Tanya was coming. That was the only thing. Blonde Tanya is going to start working for us. Okay, great. And then she comes in and she's like, wow, she's so happy and fun and and kind and and, and, um, genuine. And so, yeah. and that's the same way I feel about her now. Like there's Tanya is who Tanya is. And Becca, I didn't really know her whatsoever. I think she's, she's uh, stunning. I remember thinking mm-hmm. that like, wow. Uh, uh, but she's just so incredibly down to earth for somebody who is so lovely and, and has some, you know, fame behind her. She's just so incredibly friendly and down to earth. Yeah. I remember, uh, uh, Tanya was so, uh, welcoming to me when I first started working here. And I remember when I first got the job, um, she, uh, we were using AOL and messenger back then yes, and she, I remember that. and she hit me up on aim and she was like, 
uh, big part of the job I'm going to need you to do is tell me what song is playing next. And I was like, you got it, Tanya. Yes, yes. And so I'd have to sit there and because I was sitting behind the computer at the board and I could see and I would send her an IM going like, uh, same old love by Selena Gomez is next. And she'd be like, thank you. And she'd give me a little salute from behind the glass. Why does she need to know that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she, she couldn't tell. She didn't have access to that, I guess, at that point. She uh, so every song for four hours. Not every song, that? but whenever she wanted to know. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, I was happy to do that yeah. task. But um, she was so uh, so nice and so fun to be around. And uh, Becca, again, I did not watch The Bachelor. I didn't know anything about her. I I, I guess the first time I met her was when we just started doing the podcast. Uh, I I, yeah. I don't think I would have met her before then. Right. She came. Yeah. Sugarman. Amy Sugarman was like, um, we're doing a podcast with someone from another person from The Bachelor. It's going to be about Grey's Anatomy or something. And it was just Becca Tilly and Mark and I sitting in here and she was so fun. And yeah. I knew that she loved McDonald's and fast food. And I was like, oh, we're going to get along. That's endearing, yep. Yep. Uh, Jenna Lee Anthony. Oh, this is funny. It's your funeral. <laughs> Everyone has to take communion that is the blood and bread of Easton or Mark. <laughs> For example, mine is Coke and a medium rare steak. Coca-Cola. My, yeah. My husband is mezcal and menudo soup. My dad is soda water and a mini slider. My friend is dirty martini and a mini bagel with cream cheese. What would be your blood and bread of Easton and Mark? <laughs> That's pretty funny. It is funny. I like that the, the, the body of Jesus is usually just a small, like what? A wafer. Wafer. Yeah. And the, for these people, you got to get in the kitchen. <laughs> Multiple ingredients here. <laughs> I think my, I mean, I, I, again, all I drink is water, but that's boring. So I don't want to say that. So I'll say root beer right. because I did enjoy that back in the day. And I'm going to say a hot dog on toast. Wow. We called it a wiener toasty back in the day. <laughs> and I still love a wiener toasty, whether it's toast or it's um, the Pillsbury uh, croissant rolls. Oh, yeah. Like a pig in a blanket, basically, like a full size <laughs> pig in a blanket. Wow. Uh huh. That's it. I'm, that's, that's, that's my blood and bread right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, mine would have to be, uh, it's gotta be Coca-Cola. Okay. I, I love Coca-Cola. I could drink it every day, all day long. Uh, Coca-Cola and nachos would oh, be the, the body. That's nice. my favorite food of all time. And Danielle Taylor, uh, Mark, you mentioned a long time ago, you have meals for each day of the week. <laughs> that one really struck a chord with people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does it ever change when you get sick of it? I'm in a dinner rut. So right now we're, we're, we're it's, the kids are so busy and they're never home, but yeah. right now we, ha it's Monday is still breakfast. Tuesday is now pizza. Wednesday is now pasta. Thursday is often, and this is a new addition, by the way, everybody heads up. You might want to jot this down. <laughs> it's Chinese food from Trader Joe's. Wow. Yeah. Really good stuff. Interesting. The egg rolls and the um Do you dumplings. change up the kind of Chinese food? Like, no. It's always the same. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so what and that's dumplings and dumplings and, and egg rolls and the and the orange chicken. Oh, okay. It's great. Uh and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday are kinda kinda free for alls at this point because there's no the kids are never around. I am often on my own because the kids are gone and my wife, you know, working on some booster thing of some sort. Or, <laughs> Anyway, so that's that. On Easter, whatever happened to Croctober? I can't look at Crocs without thinking of you. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy you uh, you brought that up. Uh, I love Crocs. I, I still buy them frequently. Uh, I, I set a high standard for myself with Croctober. The first time I did it, I did like 30 days of um, Croc related videos, and it was uh, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the following year, I think I did something similar, but less frequent. This year, I don't think I did anything for Croctober at all this year, other than like wishing everyone a happy Croctober when I would see them in public. But uh, it, it's just a lot of work, you know? And um, uh, Crocs knows that I love them. 
Uh, but uh, until I have a really unique and astonishing idea, I think Crocktober might have to take a back seat to other Fair things. Enough. You know? Fair enough. All right. I have a game for Easton. Wow. We're going to play it when we come back. Becca, it's March, one of my favorite months. Do you know why? It's Women's History Month. Exactly. Ding, ding, ding. We celebrate women all year long, but love the extra spotlight this month. So join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Yes. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Another way to support some modern women, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be, to Collie Power. Collie Power is the brand that powers the foods you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. If you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Collie Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Collie Power's chicken tenders are made with real, all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower, so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big, warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Collie Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Collie Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies, gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Collie Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcauliepower.com to find them in a store near you. Collie Power. Crave on. All right, I was trying to think what of which of Easton's passions should I quiz him on? Should I give him a Disney quiz? Should I give him a uh, Crocs quiz? Should I give him a Marvel quiz? I didn't think people would be very interested in those, but I thought a Cheesecake Factory quiz would be kind of fun. <laughs> so here we go. Three rounds. First round is trivia. Oh, okay. I'll take the rounds as they come. All right, but here All we right. go. Round one. G- general trivia. Here we go, Easton. Ready? Ready. In what city and year did the first Cheesecake Factory open? Beverly Hills, California. Yep, that's correct. 1972? 
Uh, I'm so sorry. It is 1978. Beverly uh, Hills is correct, however. I feel like you're going to get this next one. Who is the founder of the Cheesecake Factory? Oh, man. This is embarrassing. I, I, uh, really? Yeah, I really should know his name. I have overstated your love of Cheesecake Factory. I know. Factory. I'm sorry. Uh, um, oh, my God. Wait. If uh, I give you his first name, can you give me his last name? Let's try it. David? Uh... LaMarche. David Overton is Overton, his name. So Overton. Sorry. No. Ah. I'm not even going to bother with this next song because the next song is what is the name of the band he was in before he started the Cheesecake whoa, whoa, Factory. Wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Just get, wait, what, he was in a band? Yeah, it's called the Billy Roberts Blues Band. <laughs> wow. Easton, approximately how many items and how oh. many words are in the Cheesecake Factory menu? This is an approximation because it changes regularly. Yeah. But roughly how many items and how many words it's an ever-evolving menu. Sure uh, is. I think items, uh, let's see, there's like, um, I want to say there's like 40 pages in that menu. Okay. Uh, so the, the items, uh, probably, it's like 75 items. According to the source I have, it's approximately 250 Jesus items. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and words. All right, how about this one? The Cheesecake Factory is referenced in what Drake song? Oh, 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 wait. Uh, I know this one. I yeah, know this one. Um, I knew you would. Child's Play. Yeah, it yep. is correct. Very good. Well, you got to find me a cheesecake. And you know, I love to go there. All right. Uh, round two. All right. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to ask you for some of the names on the menu. And their significance. <laughs> Whose favorite pasta is it? Evelyn's. And who is Evelyn? <laughs> uh, I don't know who Evelyn oh, is. Oh, really? I <laughs> yeah. thought you'd know this. That's embarrassing. These are the kind of things I would think you would be looking up on your phone as you sit there staring at the menu. Yeah. You know, I, I have at some point, but, you know, the, the gigabytes get overwritten sometimes. Uh, Take a guess. Evelyn is... Um, uh, a friend of the Overtons? Mm, no? It is the mother of the mother. David Overton. Okay. It is her favorite pasta. Wow. Whose chicken and almond sandwich is it? Oh, uh, uh, oh man. Dave's? No. No, I don't have that one. Renee's chicken Renee's, and almond sandwich. Renee's. Who's Renee? Uh, Renee is the sister? Yes, it is. The yeah, yeah, sister. Yeah. I know that. Whose chicken and avocado salad is it? Uh, <laughs> All the name ones. Yeah. Um, I, these I thought you'd get. I yeah. Really did. You know, uh, I love the Cheesecake Factory, but like I could study the menu a bit closer. Uh, chicken and almond salad. Is it, uh, is it Teresa's? It is Sheila's. Sheila's. Who is Sheila? Sheila is um, the neighbor. There's David's wife. Wife. Um, <laughs> so sorry. All right. Here's what's going to happen now. It's going to be a little complicated, but we're going to give it a shot. I'm going to give you 60 seconds on the clock. You're going to name as many flavors of cheesecake as you possibly can. Okay. There are, I believe, 28 of them. All right. So we're going to see how many you can get in 60 seconds. All right. 60 seconds on the clock, please. Here we go. Ready? Ready. Now, you'll just need to give me just a half a second to, to cross it off the list, and I'll do my best to keep up with you. All right. All right. On your mark, get set, go. Original. Mm -hmm. uh, coconut. Uh, key lime. Okay. Uh, cookie dough. Mm, it's not called cookie oh, it's dough. Called, uh, it's called cookie dough lovers, okay. I think. Whatever. Go okay. ahead. Uh, S'mores. Uh, Oreo dream extreme. Yep. Um, 60th anniversary. Yeah, 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the Snickers, something Snickers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sorry. Um, the Cinnab- There's one with Cinnabon. Yep. Um, uh, oh God, so much pressure. Um, w- there's a white chocolate macadamia. Okay. Um, Dolce de Leche. Uh, right. uh, something's uh, peanut butter. Uh, peanut butter cake. Um, Reese's. There's yep. a Reese's. Yeah. The Reese's peanut butter cup. Um, uh, Ke- Kevin's. Uh, Oh, Adams, Adams peanut butter fudge cup ripple. Oh, very good. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, oh my god! I'm sorry. Let's wow. see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You got like twelve. I think you got twelve. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. The, the pressure. I thought I would just rattle them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's scary. Oh my gosh. Well, that was fun. That was fun. You are Thank the champion. You. Not quite what I had hoped for, but still. You know, I I do a lot of executive worship, and the Overtons <laughs> are not as involved with the company anymore. Oh, that's a shame. So, um, you know, the, you know, actually, I'm I don't think I'm going to out her too much, but the the wife of the president of the Cheesecake Factory, her friend is a scrubber and introduced me. The wife of the president's president. friend, yes, is okay. a scrubber. Got it. So, or no, 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 sorry, the president's wife's friend is a scrubber. President's wife's okay. Friend. Yeah. So she introduced me to the president's wife, the first lady of the Cheesecake Factory. Wow. And we and I will not say her name on there. I don't want to blow up her spot. Understood. But I I DM, we DM pretty frequently. Oh, she has sent me some Cheesecake Factory stuff. Well, she's gonna be so disappointed in how you did at that quiz. I know, and you know, uh, I led a ferocious campaign to bring back the peppermint bark cheesecake last oh. year, and it fell on deaf ears. So <laughs> hey, it is what it is. All right, well, that's going to do it for our show. We love you. Uh, thank you for letting us do this. It's just silly uh, and, and and just ludicrous that anyone would want to hear what Easton and I have to say for an hour. I know. I, I always think it's so nice meeting scrubbers. I love meeting the scrubbers best. in public. It's like I never thought that would happen to me. Yeah. But every now and again, they'll want a picture. And I don't, I don't mean to like be insulting, but sometimes I want to be like, how are you going to explain this picture to people? <laughs> like this guy, uh, no, this, my, I have a favorite podcast and this guy's like, he talks like once every other week <laughs> on it. So it's very kind. And that just shows uh, I, the scrubbers are so passionate and I really, Great. we appreciate my it. My kids are very impressed when one of you recognizes <laughs> me in public. They're very impressed with that. So thank you. Thank you all. Thank you for what is it? Almost seven great years yeah. of this program. Wow. And 24 it's going to be our best ever. I just can't wait. Let's get another People's Choice Award. We should make a goal for 24. Okay. A live show. Yes. Yes, a live show. Another one. That would be great. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, thanks, Scrubbers, and Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next year, and so long, everybody. Bye. Bye. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Available in cups A through G in bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. They sent us bras and underwear, and the bra is like sexy and supportive and so comfortable i haven't had a black bra like that in a minute and i love it i was like this came just in time i've just been needing one of these and the robe and slippers are heaven heaven it's literally like heaven wrapped around my body and your feet and my feet shop now at your nearest victoria's secret store and online at victoriasecret.com infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com.